Hi, 你今天好吗 ？Welcome to Journey by Chinese. I'm your host and Chinese coach, Yi Chao. I share Chinese language knowledge and stories of people who are learning languages, especially Chinese. Today we invite Jess. Ziqing, she is a French Canadian who describes herself as a sociologist, foodie, dancer, and traveler. She started learning Chinese out of love for her husband and her family-in-law, not only in the hope to communicate better with her in-laws, but in the hope to show respect and dedication towards his family, who welcomed her so warmly. Let's let、uh, Jess say hi to everyone. Hi, hi, everybody. <laughs> 你好，子晴。What's your Chinese language learning journey? Yeah, um, I think from the start, um, when I knew that he was Taiwanese, um, as a sociologist, I don't know. I think I find it's very important to understand、uh, someone's culture, and I think language is part of that. So. Straight from the beginning, I remember when the first time I met his mom, I tried to write like xie xie, <laughs> and I wrote it in simplified because I didn't realize there was a different yeah. character yeah.、Um, system in Taiwan.、Um, and then you know, like I think I just slowly accustomed myself to the language and the and the culture.、Um, And then you know, I even like check like the numbers. I remember there was like numbers related to like good fortune and bad fortune when I gifted her、um, gift the first time I met her. But、um, I didn't start learning seriously. Well, I did start.、Uh, I did a PIN class、um, once I immigrated to United States because I'm Canadian and my husband, family, and himself lives in California. So I took a PIN class,、uh, and then. During the pandemic,、um, just so happened I took a sabbatical. We were supposed to go to Taiwan, where I was supposed to go to,、um, learn better the culture and learn the language. And then, of course, we didn't go. So I、uh, started to kind of study more intensively the language,、uh, and this is this is where I am now. <laughs> That's cool because I saw、uh, you share lots of、uh, like how you learn Chinese language on your Instagram social media.、Uh, Jess learns Chinese, so you share lots of useful information to people. So why brings you like to start using this social media to share this? I think at first, so I've never used Instagram before this. I had an Instagram, but I don't know. My generation, they just post the same picture they post on Facebook. <laughs>、yeah. So I never found it very useful until I was like, oh, I think some of my friends they have secret accounts where they keep themselves accountable to their own goals because we're dancers, so they just keep a record and archive. So at first, I started、um, just as an accountability for myself, just to document my own. Learning journey because I think it would have been interesting maybe to hear how I how I sounded at the beginning with my speaking or how my writing was、yeah. really bad.、Uh, and then at one point I just got to know that there is a StudyGram community, which、mm. is just students across the world who are sharing pictures of their study journey,、um, whether you're in med school or you're studying language. And I met amazing, amazing supportive. Women on this platform, where 
we're just all in this together and we're yeah. sharing our you know what we find interesting and i think for me because i kind of learn by myself and also i think i find a lot of joy in in the curiosity in how i like to learn so I like to play uh, a little bit with different tools and what sticks for me. And I just thought that maybe there are learners like me out there that uh, could maybe be inspired to also find what works for them. So that's why I started to share a little bit more of that. I'm glad you say it's helpful. <laughs> I it don't is. know if it is. I just thought more ideas in the world is better. Mm. Well, you guys should definitely check her uh, Instagram account. She put like all her resources in different files. Like we will talk about more uh, after that. But yeah, so as a sociologist, like what do you especially like about learning Chinese history and culture? Yes, I think, you know, coming from Quebec, Canada, having been raised as in the western world mm -hmm. i was um always and i was always very interested in history i i always okay. loved it and then i took all the classes i took during my personal academic uh, journey whether it was in primary school high school all the additional classes i could take we're very eurocentric in the way that we uh we learned this this content yeah so when i started dating sean my husband yeah. i realized that there was a lot that I didn't know mm -hmm. and there's so many tragedies and colonization of its own in this part of the world that I, I, I didn't understand. Uh -huh. So I remember that one of the first thing I did was to buy a Taiwan history book and it was really oh. dense. There's not that many books written in English actually yeah. and they're a little bit academic <laughs> and dense in content. I was like, whoa, wait a second. All of these words that I know and some that I don't know happened at the same time and why yeah. do Japanese and Chinese don't like each other and why <laughs> what's the, what's the, what, why is it with Koreans and so many things that shows up and are very important to this world and in between people's uh, like relationship and dynamics but mm -hmm. if I wouldn't know the background history I wouldn't understand why people have prejudices in front in, 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 uh, with each other mm -hmm. so I think for me um, learning history uh, it's a tool for me to understand better the people of today's and the culture also i think chinese people really uh, pay attention to how the culture survives through the ages and there's so many things that are important whether it's uh, the the painting the the poems the you know like the same thing you would ask a french person and they would be so proud of their literature so i think every culture has a lot of things that they they are proud of that feel like they represent it represents their essence as a society and i think this is why i'm so interested in it yeah and then i also agree with you when we know more about the history why we interacting today it would also help you to memorize how to interact it Otherwise, you would just, oh, like, okay, this is the way, like, we use, like, we use these phrases when I want to ask, how are you? Or, like, oh, sometimes we use, oh, 你吃饭了吗? But mm. actually, we are asking, how are you? You know, mm. so it's, it's like, 
the the meaning or the culture behind this language is so meaningful, and then it definitely helps you to learn this language, right? Yes. Cool. And then, so are you a self learner in the Chinese language, or are you taking the classes? What are some sources like you think is really helpful for you? I see myself as both. I came across a blog post、um, a long time ago during the pandemic, though. So you know, it feels like it's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and the the blog post was saying how we're our own teachers, and I think it resonated with me a lot. Coming from academia and having always subscribed to a very rigid way of studying and our bring insights. Uh, I think for me, le- learning Chinese gave me the opportunity to discover how I learned in a new ways, and it, it's not for me. HSK's exams are not important in my learning journey, so it gave me the opportunity to discover without studying for an exam, which I used to do all the time, you know, or like、uh, how to make sure that my information was yeah、um, relevant in the context of. Acquiring a diploma, you know.、Mm-hmm. So now I think I take classes. I took opinion classes, group classes at first, and then now I'm online and I do mainly one-on-ones.、Mm-hmm. And but I see, I see my classes as a partnership into my own journey into how I want to to kind of learn because I think while like classes are not enough for you to、mm-hmm. learn the language, there's a lot of work you have to do outside of it and. How proactive you are, and how curious you are about not only the content that you're learning, but also the way that you are learning is as important as the time you spend in class. Yeah, and I also saw、uh, you have lots of posts and then also a blog about using the drama as one of your sources, right? Can you describe a little bit about that? Yeah.、Um, Yeah, you were asking what are the resources that are really helpful. I think、um, so. Dramas are really important for me.、Uh, I started started at the beginning. I think maybe it's also because I'm from. A, I have a background in music, so sounds、mm-hmm. uh, are important around me in my life.、Mm-hmm. And、um, this is also how I learned English. My English was really bad <laughs> before, but、mm-hmm. I you know everybody. Always mentions the、um, the、um, the example of Friends. For、uh-huh. me, in my generation, it was Harry Potter. Like I learned English through、uh, Harry Potter、um, yeah. movies. <laughs>、um, yeah. So the same thing with Chinese. I think for me, it was a passive input. You just put it on, and then whatever happens, you just go through it and you listen. And I think、uh, even if people think that、uh, they they don't hear tones, you know, yeah, I yeah. think you will. I think it it. It's a melody. It's a music, and、mm-hmm. I think、um, it's what has been really helpful. I think for me to, without noticing, having maybe a more,、uh, maybe a more native pacing. Yeah. Only,、uh-huh. uh, uh-huh. and then also maybe paying more attention, without noticing of the tones. And now I'm using it.、Um, you know, at the beginning, you like having the opinion. So there is resources out there like the next.、Uh, Language with Netflix, you can have opinion, you can have English, and you can have characters all into one、yeah. of subtitles, which was really helpful. But along the time, along you challenging yourself, then now I'm actually using it as 
not only a listening practice but a reading practice. Why? Because sometimes I feel the dialogues and the content in the textbooks or um, the things that are offered for beginners or intermediate are not that engaging for me. Yeah. It's often very focused on vocabulary, which at this point for me, I feel like I have a foundational yeah. vocab and I just want to be comfortable in the space I am in. Mm. And so I want to familiarize myself with sentence structures, the way you express yourself that is more natural and not only reading a thing that is repetitive in terms of grammar, like points, but always brings new vocab. So I think dramas for that brings you a lot of diversity and it's always very engaging, you yeah. know? Yeah, and then especially, uh, I love your perspective of like using a drama and then as a one of the great resources, like immersing the listening and then also real conversation, like in between two people's like, uh, not just, you know, not just like one-on-one, -on -one, a short paragraph, but like multi, multi terms of the uh, paragraph of the interaction. And then when you are watching a drama, one thing amazing is like you could see their reaction, like their behaviors in the drama. So it would also assist you you know, sometimes I think language is not just only language itself. It also included your body movement to show that, like, if you do that, which means like you're more confident or do that. But if like, yeah. So I think it's amazing uh, to, as one of a great resources, and also keep your interest, like in learning this language, right? In that sense, I think now what I, because, you know, I think reality TV shows are more difficult uh, to access for beginners, yeah. but now I discovered reality TV shows and to your point, I'm learning so much in terms of reaction. And for me, it's not only the nonverbal and the reaction, but the, the humor. Yeah. The humor of, of, of how it is like in, in Chinese, uh -huh. uh, in, in Chinese language, how does it show up? It's uh -huh. wonderful, you know, because I think it's something that in a drama, mm. it's scripted. So mm. it's not the same. The humor will show, but it's not going to be as the same uh, ease of expression of, of, of humor. So I think this is something that made me feel actually closer to the Chinese people in a way, mm. because it's, it's so personal, right? Versus a scripted TV show where it's, it's more like a story that is told. Mm, cool. So I love you also mentioned uh, you are your own teacher. So mm -hmm. you are your own teacher on this journey. And so what would you do when there's times you feel very frustrated about learning a language or, you know, you encounter some uh, learning slumps or barriers? What would you do at that time? I think for me, um it definitely happened a couple of times mostly when i have a headache and i've studied too many hours and i'm trying to understand this grammar structure that yeah. makes no sense because french is so rigid and chinese is so flexible with the context and 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 so malleable you can even create new words you know like this is not something that is possible in french you know um so when I think I'm frustrated or exhausted, I'm just going to drop everything mm. in the sense that I'm not going to push myself too hard to the point that I'm going to start having bitterness or resentment towards me studying Chinese because I love it and I'm doing it for love as well, right? Yeah. 
I don't want this to taint my passion and my interest. So usually what I'm going to do is I'm just going to connect to what I love. So what I love, well, we've talked about the fact that I love TV shows, but there are TV shows sometimes that are not as relevant to my study. For example, all the historical drama, the wuxia, all of these like dramas that have very specific vocabulary that or uh, very old ways of speaking mm. that while I'm interested in them don't get me wrong yeah it's not at my level at this point you know so I think I'm just so I listen to I watch these I'm going to put one and then I'm just going to not butter into studying mm -hmm. I think it's very important to self-care as a teacher it doesn't mean that you need to be on all the time yeah you also have to respect your own pace and when you're tired so I think you have to reward yourself. So these are kind of moments of reward where it's like, oh, if it's not working, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with me. It's not something that's wrong with the language or what I'm doing or my teacher or this textbook. So it just means I'm tired. Yeah. So I'll take a break. I watch it, something that is not necessarily relevant. I'm not, of course, there's always something I learned, even if I'm watching for entertainment, but I think it's something um, that I do a lot. And, or sometimes for me, it's also, reconnecting to learning something new i think learning something new always do something well to your brain it, it like makes you excited yeah, again definitely. whether it's going to be about food like i'm going to start a new i'm going to try a new chinese food recipe to do mm -hmm. for my husband or i love music i discovered guqing and guqiang and so i'm just going to put that type of music and i'm as a dancer too so sometimes i just lower the lights and just dance the way my body wants to move on on this music yeah. because it makes me feel connected to ah myself and my journey so i think i would i think i would just tell people like find something that you know is a safe thing to do to bring you happiness you know like some people in their own life they have that it's a piece of chocolate mm -hmm. it's a coffee because you love coffee like mm -hmm. we all have these yeah. self-moving or rewarding things so i think i would just say hey just go back to that a little bit and see how it changes things mm. reward yourself a little bit try something different you know would bring your bring your joy back like care your mental yeah. health first and i think like this uh lots of uh chinese language learners like need to hear that because uh there's an amount of the people they are preparing for the like, hsk or top four test but when you are preparing your task like it's easily you're feel stuck or like feel very tired about mm -hmm. this language so it's important to bring yourself back like condemn yourself or like just watch something for fun it would be good yeah. Yeah. yeah and even to that point right i remember i did the hsk intensive class at the beginning of the pandemic and i remember feeling like oh i need to study i need to succeed you know and i and i think once you put all of these rigid way of studying like you know like the hsk exam is really rigid there's like very objective Mm -hmm. that you have to fulfill and there's a way to study poets that are smarter than others um but i would say that if you just watch a tv show yeah you will also like these like hsk2 hsk3 i would even say hsk4 mm -hmm. all these grammars are in tv shows i guarantee mm -hmm. you they are even mm -hmm. though you feel like you're not studying as hard and yes they are spreaded all over the place yeah. but you can still 
you're not losing your time. That's what I'm trying to say. You're yeah. not losing your time. I deeply believe that you're going to get something out of it, you know. And I also saw on your post, like you would, like when you're watching some dramas and then sometimes you would stop it and then just write it down, right? To re,、uh, write it down and also practice in a different way. So not limiting yourself to like one resources or just prepare. Preparing a task, but like you know, always remind yourself to enjoy in this language. Yeah, have fun. Yeah, <laughs> I don't.、Yeah. I don't write them anymore. What I do is I actually take screenshots or、uh. I, I take a video clip.、Uh, okay. And I even take sometimes video clip within my computer、uh, of a whole conversation that I'm going to practice、mm -hmm. and mimic later. Or and then I have a glossary for words. I have a glossary for grammar. Like、yeah. for example, ba. Like it's not sure that you can understand ba with only the four example that your SSK textbook gives you.、Yeah. You know you have to. But then ba is so specific. You don't use it all the time, so it's difficult、uh, over time to understand it so well because it's it's not like shi shama shama da. Like it、uh -huh. because this one we use it a little bit more often, so、yeah. it's a little easier to get accustomed to it than I think ba or ba. So. If you pay attention to these, and you just like you read the, the subtitles, you just wait for a bat to help to help here, and then you're like, oh, okay, you stop everything. You can,、yeah. you can yeah. write it down, take your phone or phone, whatever it feels、yeah. right for you, and then take it as a, a, like a, a way to study.、Hmm. Mm, thanks for sharing. Yeah, so like、uh, that's all for today. If you guys wanna know more about what Jess is sharing. Like and she also like organized all her like learning sources in a great way, like putting in different files. Like it's very organizing. So if you guys are interested, you could follow her on her Instagram social media. It's Jess Learns Chinese, J E S S L E A R N S Chinese. And today, uh, since uh. I know you have a plan to going to Taiwan at some moment. So today, our giveaway for every of you who are listening to this、uh, show is we give we have a giveaway which is thirty five survival phrases for your Taiwan journey. So if you are interested,、uh, you think someone will be benefit? Take two people in this post and then follow for both of us. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you.